put that in. Here I go, here I go. <laughs> I'm my own now. <laughs> don't need nobody. <laughs> Stronger than yesterday. It's nothing but a mile away. My, my loneliness ain't killing me no more. I, I am stronger. stronger. Oh, I was ending it. Welcome to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 9, Episode 14, titled Grand Finale. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by one anxious co-host. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say goodbye to Taylor the Latte Boy. Oh, that makes me sad and thrilled all <laughs> I, just, the same I was all like, what do you mean sad? <laughs> what? Guess sad. <laughs> no, sad. No, it's just, you know... I mean, this is we. This this is the season that would never die, and uh, well, particularly it's, it's because we're going to talk about it at the end. That it's just we're the show we're releasing on the feed is our final show. Like, right, you know what I'm saying we still have <laughs> voicemails to record, private shows to do. Yes, I'm yes. your private podcaster, a podcaster <laughs> for money. Say we'll what talk you about want what you to want say. us to do. Yeah, no, I that that's been my thing. Where there have been nights where I I, I will admit I've done the uh, I got to go talk about Drag Race now. And Babalu is very much of the well, j- just quit. Tell tell Joe you don't want to do it anymore. I'm like I can't. We have we have we have created obligations for ourselves. We have responsibilities, and I will we we will we will follow through and we will push through. So. But I'm just I, I I'm I'm ready to talk about something other than this group of queens. Um, because let's talk. We have some things to talk about, Taylor. Let's talk about our interview with Eureka O'Hara. Do you have any thoughts about that? Any insight you want to share, like behind the scenes tea? Did you get a chance to listen to it again? I haven't listened to it yet. I I I was very busy at work today, and then we had to go food shopping tonight. But I am probably going to listen to it tonight after we tape this this episode because. That is one that usually, when we record a podcast or when I record my other podcast, there you kind of remember what you said, and you know when when somebody's you know when one of us like you know throws the ball, the other one hits it out of the park, kind of thing. As far as jokes and as far as conversations, that kind of stuff. I don't remember a lot about the conversation with Eureka. I was very nervous because, as we talked about, we had you know hashtag break the stream mm-hmm. happened, mm-hmm. so. And we were trying to, we were trying to, you know, we had her on the phone mm-hmm. and trying to work things out. And you pretty much said, "Why don't you start the uh, start the interview?" And I just went right into it. And luckily, I had a list of questions, and I wanted to ask specifically about her look from the finale. And it just segued into this really nice. I thought you and I kind of taking turns asking questions. Mm-hmm. I thought she was great. She gave great answers. I I am now a fan. I am definitely a fan. I know that I wasn't necessarily a big fan of her early on in the season, mm-hmm. but now I am really looking forward to seeing what she does in season 10. How about you? 
Well, like, you know, I've interviewed her a couple of times already. And I, 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 so I got that after the first interview. And we've actually gotten a lot of love. Uh, from people who've actually listened to the show either live or they listened to it on the feed who've just really, really enjoyed the interview. They've been really, really fl- um, complimentary and flattering about the interview with Rico Harris. So if you guys skipped it for whatever reason or thought, oh, I don't want to listen to it, I would recommend going to listen. I actually listened to it last night and I found it very, very good. If, if I do say so myself. Yeah, I was going to say, we were awesome. We were awesome. Well, not that the we were thing, awesome. It's just, it's, you know, she's most of it. But uh, yeah, Oh, absolutely. She, she, but And the one thing that I loved was that she kind of confirmed theories that you and I have had as far as editing, as far as things that we thought that happened behind the scenes. So kudos to us for having that observant eye and mm-hmm. picking up on some stuff. And kudos to Eureka for kind of sort of confirming without officially confirming stuff that we thought. But you know what's so funny is, and we can talk about this later off the show, is as fun as that was, I don't know if I'd do it again. I think I, 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 there's stuff that have to do with off-the-show stuff um, that I was just like, you know what? I think I like our show being just me and you talking about the show. Oh, yeah, I don't want it to be where we are, you know, we get the eliminated queen every week and talk mm-hmm. about her experiences. This was, this was a special occasion doing the live show. And I could see this being something for special occasions, like if next year during the Pride 48 weekend, if we could get a season 10 queen, fr- you know, from that season. Or if we get Eureka again. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want it to be where there are other shows who will remain nameless that seem to have an in with World of Wonder and are immediately where the, for for these 14 weeks or whatever, they interview each one of the queens as they go down the line. And there's something kind of gross about that because I don't feel like we totally kissed her ass, but some of those shows are just so up the ass of the contestants at World of Wonder that there, there's no genuine that doesn't feel genuine and i wouldn't want that for our show well look i'll openly admit that i kissed her ass but i i will say this i didn't lie i never lied and i never made up things that i didn't feel but i was definitely buttering her up a couple of times before i got into a hard question before i, I so i didn't want to be like well you think trinity's a bitch i was just like oh my god you're perfect you're beautiful you're look like linda you're as nice as a linda evangelista why would trinity not like you you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I would butter up to like to to uh, I'm I'm, I'm uh, exposing all my interview secrets. Well, and I, <laughs> I don't necessarily think that you kissed her ass. There was a reason for kissing her ass, and I think that you presented some of those questions that started off kind of, sort of like ass kissing. Like you're saying, there was a purpose by it. Whereas some people, I think they just want to, you know figuratively suck the dicks of the drag queens so they're going to say whatever they need to and they're not going to take the opportunity of pissing somebody off to they're not going to cut off their nose to spite their face so whereas i feel like if if you know if we had had valentina on well one you wouldn't be able to keep you know (laughs) you'd be nuts but Mm -hmm. i think that we would have i would conduct the whole interview in spanish (laughs) so that i just had to keep sitting there i know what that word means i know what that but you're like i Joe, I know what those words mean. You're saying like, and El Taylor is un stupido. <laughs> no? Feo. Yeah. Feo. Es muy feo and un stupido. Y fe, yo soy feo flaco. Gordo. Feo gordo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no puedes... Uh, I don't know how to see. How can you see? I don't know how to speak Spanish, but um, 
I know. Okay. Sorry, Latinos. I don't know how to speak Spanish, even though I'm Mexican. When one of the first times that we went down to visit Babalu's family, mm-hmm. um, we were showing pictures of my dog. That was that's a pug, mm-hmm. and his mom looked at the picture and went "feo feo," and I'm like, I know what that means, and her face went white because <laughs> she didn't think that I knew what that meant. And then she said "gorda lit." I'm like, I know what that word means too. So, um, so, and I love her. She and I get along really, really great. My mother-in-law. Oh, is that weird to say, say for you, now. my mother-in-law? Have you said that before? Uh, I, I said father-in-law. I said mm-hmm. father-in-law, and I remember when we got married, uh, Babalu, for reasons I don't want to get into, but Babalu had to go to Miami for a couple of days before the wedding and came back and brought a card for us, a card for me, and in it, it said, you know, love mommy and poppy. And I was just uh, like, oh, oh, that's awesome. So that's that was a very, that, that, that was a moment that will stand And does me. Babalu get along with your mother? Yes. Yes. Do you and, get along with all of a- Babalu's relatives? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I. Oh, yeah. No, I like all of them. <laughs> does Babalu listen to the show? He does occasionally. Usually I, he's in the, in the car with me. So. so, and if I, if there was a, a family member that I didn't get along with, he would probably know about it. And I, I, no, I know. But that's not what saying. I want to talk about how I want to be your brother in law. <laughs> and how. I want to date um, Hubaloo. <laughs> Brobaloo. Yeah. Bro-baloo. Is he broy? No. No. Oh, he's not? Oh, no, my he's, God. He's, he's very. Um, I don't, he, he, he's very much a. He's a Hollywood gay. He's a West Hollywood stand. guy. I cannot stand. But he's that. but he's not like Twinkie like eh. I mean he's just very he's but he's very put together quaffed. and he's got he's very quaffed. He's got a body for, that won't quit and he's guys, just very much an guys, insider and Bob insider. Babalu. <laughs> his brother is so hot. I was dying when I saw the pictures. I it's like a hot gay Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Wouldn't you agree? Well, that's what I could see that means. So, yes, I agree. I can't wait till he's Mr. Batance. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine if you and I became brother-in-laws? That would be... Well, the correct grammatical term is brothers-in-law, but okay. Brothers-in-law. Okay, well, whatever. But I... Well, I did want to see that happen, but now I don't because you <laughs> just corrected me. <laughs> if I'm over there for like, hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello. I want to. I've met somebody, guys. I've, this is the one. I want to bring him home. Wait a second. Yeah. He's getting his stuff out of the car right now. Hello, oh. hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody? <laughs> and Lisa Kudra's with me. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's get into it, Taylor. This week, all the contestants gather one last time to witness a battle for the crown. RuPaul interviewed each of the top four contestants before launching a sudden death lip sync competition. Trinity Taylor was randomly selected as the first queen to lip sync, and she challenged Peppermint, whose costume transformation helped Peppermint win round one. Next, Sasha Velour and Shea Coulee went head to head to Whitney Houston's So Emotional before a shower of rose petals helped Sasha to send Shea away. Finally, Sasha Velour and Peppermint went head to mask in the final lip sync for the crown. But in the end, Sasha was crowned the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 9 and America's Next drag superstar taylor name two things you liked about this episode and one thing you didn't 
Okay, two things I liked. I'm going to I'm going to just combine all of the lip syncs as one. I thoroughly enjoyed for various reasons each one of the lip syncs. Um I also, let's see, what's the second thing that I liked? I know it's the thing that I didn't like, but um I I liked the change in the format. I don't know cuz does that count as a second thing or mm-hmm. is that Sure. It it felt more streamlined. It almost felt too streamlined from what you've told me. Um, but it, it it wasn't the usual where we have to sit through five minutes of talking to you know Charlie Hyde's or mm-hmm. you know all that kind of stuff. Um, the one thing that I did not like, and I might catch shade for this, but I whatever. There was something, and I understand that you were there in the audience, but there was something about the audience that annoyed the shit out of me whenever hmm. they would show the audience. In particular, they these just guys. They seemed really fat, and they wouldn't let me talk, and they were bossy. <laughs> uh-huh. the, well, okay, but the, like there were, there were these guys there that were in these outfits that I just thought, you're going to look back at this five years from now and realize what an asshole you look like. You know, that on top of that, we felt the need for the first 20 minutes of the show that anytime there was an audience shot, it was of that Joey Crefector or Crefector or Crefector. Asshole, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. There's just something about that that just annoys the shit out of me that I'm like, why do they do that every year where they focus on one twink, which he's barely a twink at this point, and that they constantly shoot shots of that one person and it annoys me they had that and you the two fat gross guys that were in the gold lame like zip up jackets with no shirts on Mm -hmm. and there was this one queen in a sleeveless shirt with a big fedora with a weird feather you all look like assholes stop just stop focus on the queens that's what i want to see what about the one dressed as valentina with the mask well, even that was just like, okay, that one I kind of get because it that's almost like a cosplay thing. Mm-hmm. But then there's one shot in the <laughs> where it was some sad girl with this weird pillbox hat on that it's like and she's she's got this very flat affect. She's no it was just this weird shot in the middle of all of this craziness going on that I didn't understand. But that was the one thing that every time I and there was always like, you know, three, four seconds, but it was it was just enough that I was like, ew, ew, ew. And the whole thing when RuPaul made the announcement and this Joey, what's his name? Joey? Graceffa. Graceffa does the whole like, what? Oh my God. You know, clutching the pearls. Bitch, you're sitting next to Todrick Hall. You don't think Todrick Hall told you about this before you guys okay, sat down? Okay, wait, wait. Well, I, I want to I want to speak on that, but keep going. Your other I, have, I have something to say about that. Okay. So, well, that that's really, that was the one thing that I didn't like. And I, but otherwise I thoroughly enjoyed the I thoroughly enjoyed it. The lip syncs, my heart was beating a mile a minute through both of them, through all three of them. And at one point, I texted you and said, "I don't know how you sat through this, I how either. you were able to be in with all of this energy." Because I was a nervous wreck. Mm-hmm. So this must be what like what it's like when Butch guys watch football. So I want to go back to what you said. So you're telling me I, I want to get this clear. You had a problem with a bunch of guys. <laughs> there who were dressed in silly clothes <laughs> that were not contestants yes <laughs> that's the difference uh-huh. if you're a contestant you're supposed to be dressed in silly clothes and we celebrate you but uh, some of these guys there was just something about them that uh, it just it just annoyed me and i get that i'm this fat pasty hairy guy that lives down in st petersburg florida watching this show 
And it's not jealousy, though. There isn't a jealousy to it. It's a just this like, you know, there there are things that you could wear that are very. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, it, 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 always they it always works. A nice black T-shirt, a nice pair of jeans, or a nice pair of dress pants. <laughs> nice shoes, quality shoes. Uh-huh. That kind the of the Joe Batanz uniform. <laughs> Even though Joe Batanz is not wearing a black shirt today, I noticed that when he came on, you're wearing a gray shirt with a green uh, ring uh, collar. Yeah, like a green. Collar. It's just an old navy shirt. Now, what does it say right here? It says, Omaha. "I can't see what it says." Oh, it says like Omaha, right? And every time, you know, when you're fat and you wear these printed tees, this is why I try and avoid printed tees, it's basically you're wearing a giant sign. So, like, a skinny person, it it might go unnoticed. But anytime I wear a printed shirt, people are like, oh, and they have have to comment on the shirt. I don't need you to comment. I've never been to Omaha, all right? It's just a shirt I bought at Old Navy because it was... You know, uh, on $3. set, it was $3. I didn't, I didn't care what it was because I knew I was going to wear it to record a podcast or go to sleep or go to the gym, you know? And do you wear a shirt when you sleep? I sure do. What What? what, do you, what am I, a Philistine? <laughs> I can't wear – it has to be very cold in the house for me to wear a shirt. Wait, 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 wait. I have so much to say about this. Wait, I, we need to get to – I'll tell you what I wear. I wear the same thing every day to bed, summer or winter. Black jeans, a shirt, good shoes. <laughs> Blue jeans, boots, and a black t-shirt. No. I wear uh, basketball shorts, which, by the way, no one my size is playing basketball. I don't know who these bas- – I don't know who anyone's fooling, right? You're playing the role of basketball, but you're not, <laughs> you're not playing the game of it. Okay. Basketball shorts, some sort of t-shirt, you know? And socks. I don't know. Okay. Can, uh, let me ask a question. Then. Yeah. Do you wear underwear under the basketball shorts or just? Ba- sure do. Wear underwear. Oh, oh God. Oh, that's too, that's too much clothes. That's too much clothes. There's, there's too much. I, t-shirts are one of those things that if I roll over in the middle of the night and the t-shirt stays like it's like under pinned under a pillow or something, mm-hmm. then it chokes me. What? And then I wake up and I'm all, well, not chokes me like. Not sexy way chokes me, but just like chokes me. <laughs> and it's just, it's uncomfortable and I feel pinned in and I have to feel very free. But that being said, I don't like sleeping naked. That's not true. I like sleeping naked in hotel rooms, but I don't like sleeping naked in my own house. Okay. Okay. A bunch of frightening things we're just right now. Because <laughs> now I know when I go to a hotel rooms that there are people who like to sleep naked in the bed. Yeah. Why Why do you like to sleep naked in a hotel room? I don't know. There's something about being in a hotel room. And that's even like... You know, when when Bob, when Taffy and I share a hotel room, no, I don't sleep naked. But when I am by myself in a hotel room, like like last August, I went to a conference naked and slept naked every night. Um, but when Babalu's there too, there. and when Babalu's there, I usually sleep naked. Well, Babalu, there's a good chance because I really enjoy having sex in a hotel room. So I kind of am removing a a a barrier at that point. Mm-hmm. That if he decides he wants to go to Pound Town, that like I'm pretty much ready to go i'm never sleeping in another hotel again now but at home <laughs> you wear what i just wear boxer briefs and what does bob alu wear he wears boxer briefs as well and he, he does he have the same opinion about sleepwear that you do i think so i i, I he, he doesn't well he would he would walk around here naked if he could i don't allow that because no but um but that yeah it's okay at a hotel it's okay in a hotel. Well, I don't walk around the hotel naked. I mean, when I'm ready to go to bed, I just get naked and I get in the hotel. There's Would you about ever the go to a nude beach? 
No. No, because if I'm in a hotel room, I'm either by myself or I'm with somebody that has seen me naked multiple times. Nude beaches, no. And even when I was thinner, I wouldn't have gone to a nude beach. I'm very self-conscious about the size of my penis. So to go back to your Joey Graceffa thing is <laughs> to give a little peek behind the curtain. Um, uh. in the, in, so when you let me actually talk about getting to the finale. So you sit down. Um, and then leading up to the pre-show, I don't, is this before, you know, I've been four times, I can't remember. Either before the pre-show or after the pre-show, uh, they have somebody come out, either Bob or Bianca or Katya and, and Trixie, and this year it was Bob. Mm-hmm. And they do basically like a little pre-show. Was Bob wearing the same thing that no, she had, wore? No, she had a different outfit on. So okay. then they, they base, so that, so you actually, they show part of it on logo. So they show kind of his monologue. But what they don't show you is then he's like, okay, we need to do some reaction shots. And they have camera crews, uh, peppered throughout the, the theater. And then they go, okay, we need you to act like pretend you've just heard something super shocking. And then everyone right now, three, two, go. And everyone goes, ah. And then everyone go like, scream. Like, like you just got scared. And they just give you a, like a list of different reaction shots that the audience has to do. Everyone go crazy. Everyone jump up and down and cheer and applaud. And this is the greatest thing. Like they give you literally a super long, it's kind of exhausting. And you can tell that they use a lot of those shots in the show, particularly the shocked ones. Because okay. I was there and there was no one. People applauded, actually, when she said that, but no one was shocked. Okay. Okay. So the Joey Graceffa shot, as much as I hate Joey Graceffa, that was fake for the uh, show. Same thing with Michelle Visage. There's a, there's a shot of them, and I'm like, oh, that's so fake. They were doing that. They were doing one of the reaction shots. Oh, so, where she was screaming, you better work, bitch. You better work. You better work, or something like it that. It may have been that. It may have been. I don't remember. It was in the beginning that it just, where all of a sudden the three of them were just acting crazy. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Which the first time I didn't pick up on it, but watching it on my TV, because the first I watched it live on my iPad again, sitting in my living room, like sad, poor people. But then the next day we watched it on a, our HDTV, and, which, which was night and day as far as the detail on some of the outfits that the queens were wearing. Now, by the way, uh, I had promised poten- potential Joe Batan sightings, but um, they didn't do, they didn't air any of the question, the Q, you know, they usually do Q&As from the audience. They didn't air any mm-hmm. of them. I'll tell you why, because the the, the bench, you know, the warm-up bench of, of former Queens was so thin on this season finale because of the scheduling problems. Like Tyra Sanchez was like the biggest one there. You know, and then which it, I barely recognized. Yeah, and then it just went downhill from there. Like Jiggly Caliente was one of the big stars, so they ran out of drag queens very quickly, and they was all like really, really uh, uh, low bar drag queens, just just to say the least. And so they didn't air any of them. But I think if you would have aired, if they would have aired them, you would have seen me because you can sort of see me in. And I sent Taylor, and I, I recommend everyone go check this out on Logo TV. Um, it, it, it's easy to find, but there was a moment from the show that I cannot believe they cut. It was so funny when I was there and, and you can actually see me in the audience, like clapping and hooting and hollering when this RuPaul has Mimi, I'm first come down the aisle and remove India Farah so that pork chop can sit in the seat. So funny. Yeah. And, and how long was it? A minute and a half, two minutes. Yeah, It was about that. And you know, 
So generally, an hour show when it's aired is 42 minutes with 18 minutes of commercials. But if you right. look at this episode, it's 35 minutes. That means there were 25 minutes of commercials. Yeah. That means they, they had the two minutes to spare. So it wasn't like, they, oh, my God, we have no time. It was a very lean show. They should have put that part in. You know, a friend of the show, Larry Flick, who's the host of One-on-One -on -One with Larry Flick on Sirius XM Radio Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105, was telling me today in a private conversation that he thinks that they didn't air it because they were worried that a lot of the fans wouldn't know who these people were, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, Mimi M. First and India Farrah from season two. Um, three. Three. Season three. Thank yeah. you. Three. And um, Pork Chops from season one. Yeah. So the, the joke would have been lost on a lot of people. So, uh, but that, but that would also be a, of course, I guess VH1 doesn't necessarily care about this, but that would be a perfect way to reintroduce people to the older seasons. Even though I know that one isn't available anymore, mm -hmm. but at least, you know, know your history, know the history of drag race, uh, uh, RuPaul's drag race and find out, okay, why, who is this woman that came and sat down and why did this other big drag queen pick up? another drag queen and carry her out that way, you know, all that kind of stuff. That that's the type of thing that those of us who have watched the series from the beginning all know, but a lot of these new, the new audience that they have, or people that maybe started watching once Bianca was on or Violet was on might not understand what those references are. That's why I think all stars three should be made up of those older Queens. I don't think we're ready yet for Trixie and, uh, Naomi Smalls and Valentina. Like, I still need more time to. I think the old plan of, you know, about three or four years between All Stars for those people was good. Yeah. Um, oh, I know I'm not ready for All Stars 3. God help me if we do an All Stars 3. All Stars 3 is going to be next year. Even though someone said that they heard a rumor that they're going to try and rush it for this fall. I don't know. That oh, seems God, hard for them to please do. Please tell me no. <laughs> so, um,. So anyway, I, I hope it's the older queen. I hope it's like people from like seasons one, two, three, maybe four. Okay, but when you think about it, who is really left? Who is really left from like that that you remember? From but I didn't remember. One? I didn't remember Tatiana. Okay, you didn't remember Tatiana? No, I barely remember season two. I'm I'm going to go back and buy that. Um. Okay, but but season one, the only ones. Okay, you figure, um, baby. Unless they did an all star with all the winners, which would never ever happen. No. The, the, the only ones that are left from season one are Akasha. What do you mean left? I, as left as far as haven't been on an all star season. Okay. Are Akasha, I think her name is Akasha, mm -hmm. Jade Sotomayor, Rebecca Glasscock, Pork Chop. I think that's it. I think everybody else that was on. But they've announced that people for All-Stars 3 can't have... There is a, they're allowed to have been on another All-Stars. Which I think uh, maybe well, opens up the possibility to, like, let's say, Tammy Brown or uh, Latrice Royale. Um, so. Well, I don't know. I'm not ready for an All-Stars 3. That's going <laughs> to make the fans time. so sad. That makes the fans sad. Yes. Well, I would do it, but I it would be it would be not under duress because that sounds mean. But it would be like 
we'd have to we'd have to there'd be conversations. I love that we're a half an hour in and we barely started talking about the show. Look, look. This is this is our last chance. This is our last forty minutes in. We're gonna them. be done. <laughs> here we go. First up, Trinity Taylor took. No, a... no, 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 no. You didn't say the two things you liked and the one thing you didn't like. You're not just throwing that on me. What about you? What are the two things you liked and the one thing you didn't like? You can give me side eye all you want. Uh, okay. I'm gonna. Name, you want know to be a dick? I'm gonna name things that probably weren't even aired. I'm going to tell you something. I fucking love these bodyguards that RuPaul had. You want to know Joe's type to a fucking T? Oh, I did see them. After you pointed them out, they, yes, very cute. Oh, my God. For those of you that want to see them, whenever they do the reverse shot of Ru saying, and don't fuck it up, good luck, and don't fuck it up, they're over her left shoulder so they'd be the right side of the screen for you on the first and third lip syncs you only see one of them but on the lip sync for sasha versus shay you see both of them and they look like twins i don't know if they really are mm-hmm. related oh my god i could not stop staring at them the entire time i was there now were they dancers bodyguards no, or like bodyguards no. bodyguards okay but what's funny is they were probably only a little taller than me, like five eight. You know, I don't know if it, I don't know if they were necessarily like intense, like bodyguards, like like Kevin Costner or something like that. But I think they were more like I don't know why I said Kevin Costner, but <laughs> it would take two of them to pick her up and carry yeah. her out into the limousine. <laughs> but it was more like um, just just to keep people away and just watch out, you know. Uh, they could bark at a twink and the twink would go running. Yeah. And yeah. just to sort of be there, you know? And they they were helping her. Because, you know, actually, uh, more inside tea is like, you know, she'd walk forward and then it'd cut to, you know, her saying good luck. And oh my God, that was such a process. It wasn't fast. It was, yeah. there were little stairs and she's on heels. So like, there's literally like a team of people who have to help her down. Mm-hmm. And then she sits in that box. I mean, that takes about a minute or two to get her situated. And then they would go, good luck and don't fuck it up. It, it, there were a lot of moments that are just snipped. It, it, you could see, you, you got to see the way the sausage is made really much more so in this season's finale than most other seasons because they did so much I, more. I picked up on that as well. That seemed like we're one that she's standing in the center of the stage and suddenly she's off to the right. You know, Yeah, 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 yeah. Things like that. So, um, and in fact, I'll just tell this now. Speaking of that reaction shots earlier thing, I don't know why they did this because it seemed like they used a lot of genuine shots, but I think a lot of it was for Rue. They wanted some Rue reaction shots, so they had – it was actually kind of a funny moment during filming. They had um, two – like I don't know if they were interns or PAs or whatever. They replayed the lip syncs, and these PAs or interns were in like really shitty drag. Mm-hmm. recreating the lip syncs and kind of walking across it so that we would all look where they were, you know, where the queens were. And they were filming Rue and the audience looking. We were supposed to recreate how we were reacting okay. um, during that. Like, they would even say, okay, here comes the part where Peppermint threw her wig off. And then I would go, yeah! You know, they, I think it was mostly to get Rue's reaction, even though they didn't really ever show it. Yeah, they, I, I noticed that when, like, the camera would pan across the audience and everything, that she was sitting. You could kind of see she was smiling, but there was not a lot of excitement or anything like that with the with the with the. Yeah, her back was to me, so I have no insight into that. Um, so that's one thing I like with the bodyguards. Uh, not, second thing that I really like, I'm going to tell you guys something. What are you doing? 
I'm giving myself my insulin shot. I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was clicking. I want everyone to know that if someone did this on Taylor's other show, he gave themselves life, life changing medicine. Yes, I would not have a problem with it. And I would have just edited it out. Anyway, go ahead. The second thing that I liked was um, Taylor's right. Being there live and seeing the lip syncs live. I don't know how to tell you. I almost feel like saying like everyone I feel should summer in the south of France. It is lovely, you know, (laughs) but if you ever have the opportunity to go to, especially if they keep this format, which I know we'll get into this. It's a very controversial format. Um, If they do keep this format, I would it was it was the best time I've ever had at a season finale taping. Mm hmm. Because there were actual stakes. The the reunion part is always dreadful. It's so boring. That's why I was... That's why it's easy to spot me. Because you can find exactly where I am. I'm literally next to the door because I was planning an escape. Mm-hmm. I was planning to just dash out of there after the beginning. And so I'm right next to the door. So um, I, you can just find Joe Batan sitting right there. Be- and so I recommend that. One thing I didn't like... I didn't like... And I kind of mentioned this earlier... That they cut out that funny part, you know, with with India Farah and Mimi M first. Well, you had said that that was one of the things you were most worried about because there were so many great little vignettes of things that happened that you say they notoriously fuck things up in the edit. And it kind of sounds like in some ways they did. They got some things better, but other things were just not. Well, they still do that. They still do that thing where like they even out all the applause for um sorry they still do the thing where they they still do that thing where they even out all the applause for all the queens yes. yes but because you told me about the alexis michelle thing i was watching the audience when she came out and whereas like you know valentina you actually could people got in the way of the camera standing up and cheering and when alexis comes out if people replay the, yeah. and watch the episode there are people not clapping there are people sitting in chairs it was it, it was apparent. I understand that they evened out the evened out the volume, but it's if you go back and watch what people are doing versus even some of the other queens, some of the earlier uh, eliminated queens, mm-hmm. there is a there is a distinct difference. And once again, Eureka kind of talked about that. You know, she mm-hmm. was trying to be so diplomatic about it, and then pretty much eventually said, "Well, in Alexis, like, nobody really clapped for Alexis." But I know, guys, it was awkward because. Like, and you can see it on Nina Bonina, you know, so there's something weird about the Alex Theater, and it was a weird problem that they had, which is, um, I would, I guess I, the best way to say it is that Alex Theater is very low, I guess is the best mm-hmm. way to say it. So everything's really like, um, there's no, there aren't a lot of places, the camera can't go very high, so you can see hands in front of the camera, and also they cut a lot of these out, and they've worked around it. They they were yell not yelling they were very stern with the balcony with the people in the cheap seats they were very stern with them not to stand up because if you did you got in the spotlight which would then you'd see you, like, Rue would be sitting there you'd see people like shadows going across Rue so um, the, the theater is a very low theater and so uh, so there's no way to hide that they had they had to show that so. Okay, first up, Trinity Taylor took a strong early lead despite a lip-sync malfunction, but Peppermint's wardrobe transformation helped Peppermint vanquish the undefeatable Trinity Taylor, Taylor the Latte Boy? Wait, Trinity Taylor the Latte Boy? Uh, (laughs) What were your thoughts on this lip-sync? Okay, we are a Team Peppermint house. 
okay. in this house. Yeah. And in the beginning of that lip sync, okay, I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about the moment and everything. We were worried. We we were feeling like we were watching another Valentina Charlie we're just going to kind of stand there. We're just kind of get sort of seductive, but we're not going to do things. While you had this gymnast behind us doing cooter slams all over the stage and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So, and we were both doing the whole, oh God, why? Why is she standing? Why is she standing? When that twirl happened, I let out this ridiculous scream that was, I was so excited. I was, I got goosebumps. I, I was, I was, I was so happy. I was so, so happy. And then it was this slow burn. And then at the end, it was just this explosion of stuff that was was amazing. I, I have thoughts about Trinity and her performance, but I kind of want to save them for this for when we talk about Sasha and Shay, because there's something that I noticed that was that was an issue. But but Peppermint, that was that was a iconic moment in the history of the show. I, I, I'm saying it here that that is something that whenever you talk about top 10 lip syncs or the best lip syncs of RuPaul's Drag Race, that is something that will will always be in that list that will be shown on like YouTube clips and stuff like that. Yeah, there are already like gifts of it going around like, you know, like when, you know, you want to buy a new dress and you find and you have no money and you find $20 in your pocket and they just show her like striding around the stage and whipping that. It's some dumb meme or something. Um, right. You know, being there live, I, I, I think I talked about this on the show, but now I can be more free with that discussion, is I got tingly. I was worried about my health. Like, am I going to have a heart attack from all the <laughs> excitement? Thank God I was by the door and there were paramedics and police nearby where I was standing in security. Uh, I, like I told you, I leapt to my feet and I pumped my fist like I was Arsenio Hall. Uh, and, uh, it was a very exciting moment, but that was at that moment. Uh, and again, talking about how they sort of temper the audience roar, they did there too. A little bit. I mean, the audience, there, there was no way they could hide it, you know? Yeah. But the audience, was going crazy for the rest of the song. It, it never stopped. For the rest of the song, it was thunderous, loud cheering and applause and stomping the feet. And for both of them, by the way, because then yeah. Trini started to give it more of it all, your all, of her all, sorry. And, uh, yeah. I, I will say, well, yeah. I mean, Trinity, I, I'm not saying that Trinity didn't do a good lip sync. And if anything, at the beginning, <clears throat> She seemed to be giving a stronger, no pun intended, lip sync than Peppermint was, but it felt like this was more a, this, the best way I can describe this, this was almost more of a marathon than a sprint, and I think that Trinity kind of lost, and didn't so much lose steam, but lost finesse, which is not necessarily a word I would use to describe Trinity, mm-hmm. but it just seemed like towards the end, there was almost a desperation in some of the some of the moves some of the the kind of the the yelling like where she was doing like there was something in her face that changed that was not it was not as attractive to look at as it has had been previously in other lip syncs and because i feel like i I have really grown to like trinity as a contestant and as a performer but there was something about her compared to peppermint that just didn't feel it just it just it just it, it she sunk 
she definitely sunk. Once that dress changed, the 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 switch flipped, and it was it was just about peppermint at that point. Now let me ask you this question because I've uh, run into this um, even in my own life. A friend of the show, Sweet Michael, uh, was telling me he thought Trinity won the lip sync, as did I. You know, I was with a straight friend at a bar watching uh, RuPaul's Drag Race finale, which we, we should talk about that too. And um, he was like, he didn't know anything about this show. But he was like, I feel the white one. <laughs> right? <He> was, Sorry. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? And uh, and so there were, there are people who feel that Trinity won the lip sync. And, it, and that Peppermint's only move was that one move. That, does that one move give her the lip sync, Tale of the Latte Boy? Yes and no, because I feel like her energy changed. That was that's the difference. One, the energy changed. Two, people weren't screaming the way they were before that dress change. And the reason that people jumped to their feet in thunderous applause was because of that. But I mean, the whole thing where I mean, she managed to go across the stage and she was doing the, she was kind of doing the banshee, the ghetto with the leaning back and doing the you know the clap mm-hmm. and that type of stuff. That was where you couldn't not watch her before it was worry and then it turned to this our girl's gonna be okay sort of thing which might i mean it it could have been it it definitely felt like that but when they did the we'll be back after this to announce the i my heart was still going a mile a minute because it could have been trinity but i think that rupaul recognizes at this point that the the crowd went as these might have started with trinity but the crowd went to peppermint and you go with the one that finishes strong and I feel like that's why Peppermint got selected. Now, one lo- more little piece of insight from being there that it, 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 it's actually on tape, but you have to look for it, is Trinity did fuck up. Yes, I did notice that after you told me. And you have to look at the tape is when the song is starting and they do a wide shot. And so you have to look. So, you know, in the in the regular song, Stronger, uh, Britney Spears goes, she does a growl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Right, they didn't do it in the shortened version that they have. I want that as my text message alert for you when you text me from now. On. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. Wait, let me do it again so it's clear for everyone. Ready? Oh yeah. Okay, that's the voicemail. We'll just give everybody for Patreon. There you go. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, if you look at that moment right when the look, look at when the song starts, look. Just keep your eye on Trinity. It's during the intro. She lip syncs the ooh yeah, but it's not in the actual song. It wasn't even when they aired it, when they played it in the theater. They had, they, had, they had taken it out. Right. And she fucked it up. So if you're there, you would have seen her fuck that part up, which maybe mm-hmm. counted against her. But also what you're saying is with Peppermint, her lip sync told a story. There was an arc, you know, yeah. where it started in one way and ended up differently at the end. She was stronger when she went yeah. through the bridge, and at the end of the bridge and the crescendo, she transformed into a new person and was a stronger person, yeah. you know? Which may even speak to Peppermint's story, if you think about it. Yeah, She that's true. was one way and then went through a transformation and became stronger after that transformation. That's a really good point. That's a really, really good point that I hadn't necessarily thought of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, Taylor. Hush, yes. don't stop. 
Keep complimenting your co-host. <laughs> I, I. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the show is longer <laughs> than yesterday. <laughs> there is nothing left for us to say, but we're going to keep talking on and on and on. Longer. <laughs> Okay. Here we go with season six. <laughs> Hold on. But keep going. <laughs> what are you doing? Keep going. Okay. With the song? I don't know what to sing. Here I go with season six. <laughs> Joe just twirled and changed his hair. <laughs> that was a visual joke for Taylor. Okay. And, and then my hand hit the ceiling fan. Yep. Yeah, that's gonna, that was awesome. That's going to play really well awesome. on the on the podcast. <laughs> In the mind's eye, imagine imagine Joe <laughs> twirling from his gray t-shirt and a wig on, and a towel. Yeah. To just a gray t-shirt and now his short his short hair. Yeah. Short pixie looks. Anyway, uh yeah, so I think that that lip sync told a story and so maybe that's the reason why Peppermint one. Next, Sasha and Shay, this season's BFFs, pulled no punches as they battled to stay in the competition. Shay never really had a chance as Sasha took a strong lead from the very beginning and sent the early favorite home packing. Taylor, thoughts on Sasha v. Shay? You, you mentioned a Peppermint telling a story and I felt like Sasha was telling a story with her, with her look with the rose petals and, and it was fascinating to watch it was because really we've never seen her really lip sync before other than lip syncing her own lyrics for the for the um category is we haven't really got to see her perform and create something on her own and between this and the there was something about her face that it was where she was kind of like she it sort of seemed like she was like this crazed jilted ex-lover Mm-hmm. that was having a breakdown that was it was incredible to watch and this kind of speaks to what i was talking about with trinity with shay i feel like trinity and shay did the expected performance at any bar on a friday night of where we're going to lip sync really well but we're just going to kind of do a little bit of acrobatics we're just going to walk and past and we're going to have attitude as we walk up and down the stage whereas peppermint and uh, Sasha d- told stories that there was something they did something they did had a wow factor that I feel as though Trinity and Shay didn't have. I mean, the one thing that I remember from Shay's uh, Shay's lip sync was the part with the guitar where she licked her lips. Like that was the one thing that I thought was like kind of a cool move. That and the point when they pointed to each other. Why? Right? When I think about you, that yeah. was, those are the two things that felt like a. I thought that when they pointed to each other, I thought that was a sweet moment, considering that they have be, they have been shown as such good friends and that kind of stuff. But I mean, that was from the second she took off that wig. That was like, well, that's it. That's that's we have we we definitely have the winner for this round. And what were your thoughts when she took the wig off and the and the shower of rose petals came down? I wasn't expecting that, but you didn't I have the same feeling that. you do with peppermint. No, it was it was an amazing. I, I mean, I love Peppermint, and I I like Sasha, so I thought it was a great moment, and it was fun to watch her because there's something 
awkward about there was something awkward about the way she was but it worked it worked for the character that she was portraying mm-hmm. and you know she did the one glove and the and the pedals went everywhere and then she did the second and i just kind of thought well that was it mm-hmm. and then when she did the thing with the wig and everybody lost their shit oh my god lost I, their shit i just thought it was it was it was just this incredible incredible moment i showed my co-host on pod is my co-pilot taffy she came over uh saturday night and i was telling her about the show and I played the lip syncs for her. And she, which I didn't tell her anything about either one. Mm-hmm. She, she made me replay Peppermint three times, the, the twirl. Mm-hmm. She made me go back with the twirl. But with Sasha, her first thought was, because I didn't tell her who won either one or anything like that. And she said, well, isn't she going to lose because she took off her wig? Mm-hmm. And I said, because she goes, I remember that because she used to watch it years ago with her daughter when her daughter was younger. And I said, no. I said, because there was a reveal underneath. If it had just been the bald wig that probably would not have gone as well as it did. But it, the, because there was this, and it wasn't just like three or four pedals. It was like she had two bags of the fake pedals from Michael's, you know, that you get at the craft store that you kind of pull off. It was this all this amazing stuff under this wig. I said, that was a moment that, that that's the type of shit that sells tickets to to performances. Well, also, I believe the, the ban on the taking off the wigs, it became a thing. Like, I feel like they did it in season one and it worked and then everybody was doing it. And so they were like, okay, we need to stop with the taking out the wigs because it started to become a thing where it was almost like the end of Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. So the, I, I'm familiar with it, but I, I have At the end it. of the, both the movie and the film, Hedwig has a mental breakdown and essentially strips all the drag off and yeah. is back to her like naked boy self. And it's essentially what they were doing. Like they were trying to show emotion by like, removing the the drag makeup but i think they just okay one time is fine you know like yeah uh, enough no more with that no more taking off the wigs i think they can't they can't leave the stage anymore either no not since uh technically not since the uh mimi i'm first thing but i know that like kennedy davenport is like leapt off the stage but i think they can't come towards the uh the judges anymore yeah I feel again, but I feel the Mimi on first may have been the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back, but I think it was again a thing that was happening too much, where it was just like, okay, all right, you're gonna walk down there, all right. So, yeah. um, my thoughts on uh, Sasha versus Shay. Um, this one was so, so much a stark difference, where I feel like Shay, yeah, was not really giving anything special i think that's one of the been the big disappointments of this season is is as strong as shay has been throughout the season she hasn't been the strongest lip syncer we've seen her lip sync a few times and she's just she's fine but she's not bringing it the way you would almost Uh expect her to bring it and i think that's what's disappointing she has the attitude and the no, she, well, that's why. But my big complaint with Shay has always been that she lacks charisma. I think the most charisma I've ever seen from Shay is at the reunion. But for the most part in the show, she sort of lacks charisma. You sort of forget about her. And so, yeah, she can win a sewing challenge or an acting challenge or uh, uh, whatever challenge. But she she's not the best lip syncer. And I think, okay. and we can get to the you know, um, well, we could, let's talk about it after Sasha V Peppermint. But, um. People are upset about this, and I think we want. Yeah, uh, doesn't it comes up in the email, right? I think so. Yeah. So why don't we save it for that? But those are my thoughts on Sasha Vichay. Did we miss anything here? 
As far as Sasha versus Shay, yeah. no, I don't think so. I think that we explored everything. All right, let's move on. In the final battle, Sasha Velour entered the theater in a mask, but she showed Valentina how it was done, as Sasha assassinated the lip-sync assassin and took home the crown of America's next drag superstar. Taylor, your thoughts on that third lip-sync? I think that Peppermint fell into the trap that Trinity and Shay did of where other than that one kind of little glitter moment which feels felt like it got lost. There wasn't anything special about Peppermint's lip sync. Whereas again, Sasha told a story. I also think that I feel like that dress and the mask were very deliberate because it kind of put books and bookends on the, on the season of she's the first look we saw her in was a Lady Gaga inspired look. And I felt like this one is also a, uh, Lady like Lady Gaga inspired. There was something very, very much with that, with the mask and everything. She looked great. She was, I mean, the focus, one of the things with her being a bald queen is that there is no distraction with the hair. So, I mean, you are focused on her face. And she was, she looked, again, like the jilted lover. There was something very similar about both her lip syncs, but this was a, where there was a defiance at the end of it. Whereas with the first one, she just looked like she was having a breakdown. And with this song, it was like, she started off breakdown. She started off pissed off at this guy she was singing to, but eventually goes, you know what? I'm going to be all right. Fuck you. And it was, it was fat. And like to the end where she was almost like joyfully dancing, where she was swinging that, swinging that skirt around the stage. And I just love to watch that. And I pretty much knew at that point that she she had to have it. If Peppermint had gotten it, I think it would have I think there would have been a lot of controversy about it. I also have thoughts about the final two, but I want to give you a chance to talk as well. I'll be honest with you, being there, um I felt it was a lot closer than it appeared on television. I remember you telling me that. I th- I felt on television they 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 edited it slightly to by focusing more on uh Sasha. They gave her more of the advantage, but I remember watching both of them because again, you have the whole frame there, and I felt it was a lot closer. Maybe I, I probably still would have given the edge to Sasha, but uh, but it was much closer than uh, uh, you, you would think from watching the television show. Now, were you going to talk about? Because there are people who are pretty pressed about Sasha winning the whole thing. Uh, how do you feel about that? I think that when you look at the big picture. Sasha deserved to win the season. When you take those four, and part of the reason why is, okay, when you look at the top two, Peppermint was in the bottom. Sasha was never in the bottom. Peppermint had some fashionable, questionable fashion choices. And while I didn't necessarily like everything Sasha wore, they always commented on that she tells it that Pepper that Sasha tells a story. Her looks were very editorial and very well put together. Whether or not I like them, it doesn't matter. That the judges like them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she also she allows the um the concept of drag to extend beyond what we've seen. I think you're going to see less and less of the, um, the, the, the seasons one, two, and three, those winners specifically seasons one and two of the, the, the pretty, the pretty boy in a dress. I think we're getting farther and farther away from that. And it's going to be much harder for Queens like that to rise to the challenge. Um, uh, you know, when you think about, you know, starting with Sharon Needles. Sharon Needles 
expanded the way we look at drag. Bianca was another person who expanded the way we look at drag just from the makeup alone, let alone the ability, you know, the, the quick wit and the comedy and, and that kind of stuff. And even if you look at Violet Chachki, who, while a pretty makes for a pretty queen, her look is it it it's it goes above and beyond, and it was much more of a high fashion sort of thing. Bob the drag queen comedy. Bob isn't known for her looks. Bob is known for being funny and and kind of being out there as far as the clown type thing. And I think that we are going to see more people like Sasha or people that expand the concept of it more than we have. I I, I almost feel and there's part of me that I I know that I could possibly get shit for this. And I'm not saying it in any disrespect to the top two queens. I think that the two top two queens, while they both gave great performances and deserve to be there, the deck was stacked towards them. Because I think that if either one of them had won, it was going to be seen as a positive thing for the show. Particularly because Peppermint is a trans woman and all of the shit that RuPaul has gotten in the past with the trans community... I think that that was kind of shown as a we allowed, I don't want to say allowed, that's probably the wrong word, but Peppermint, they definitely wanted to give Peppermint as much of a chance as possible because they didn't want to be seen as eliminating a trans contestant early on. And I know that sounds shitty, and I, I don't mean that to sound shitty, but I, you know, I, I overthink this show, and I feel like that, that there is a possibility of that, and... I don't want to get hate mail, and I know I probably will, but I, I, I just I can't help but think that there might not have been something behind the scenes that said, well, we want to we want to kind of show how far a, a trans woman can go on the show. I'm curious as to your thoughts on this. I'm scared, but I'm also curious as to your thoughts. Well, on this. I'm trying to think of how I, I, I could see how it was favored towards Peppermint and what you're saying. By the way, there are people who think that the Trinity being chosen first was rigged. I was there, and it was comical when Rue spun the wheel, how long it went for to the point where the audience was laughing and Rue was kind of, like, pissed because it wouldn't stop. And then mm-hmm. finally, when it got close, you know, then we're like, okay, here we go. But so that was not rigged. People were pissed <laughs> how long it was spinning for. But what happens if in the first round it's Peppermint v. Sasha? Well, and that's why I said I don't know. I just feel like if – and it, it, it was something where Sasha or Shay or Trinity blew the other contestant out of the water, then, you know, th- th- then this this is all for – this is all for not. This is just me overthinking and th- and it's not, not necessarily conspiracy theories because it's – I liked the top two contestants. I This is one of these that I have overwhelmingly heard from people that if anybody had won, people would have been happy. This wasn't like a season where if Roxy Andrews runs season five or something that people would have been pissed or if I'm trying to think of somebody that. Yeah, but I, I don't know about that. Like. On Reddit, the, especially the Shay fans, uh, some of the Trinity fans, but particularly the Shay fans are really, really, really pissed, really pissed. I mean, there are constant arguments about this, about Sasha. Oh my God, Sasha shouldn't have won. She's the worst queen to win ever. Uh, this is this new format is so fucked. You know, it. Uh, w- we wouldn't have Bianca Del Rio win. We wouldn't have had this done. Blah 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 blah. blah. Well, and and that that may be the case, but I, I don't know. I and and it's one of these that, as I say what I said, now I'm like now I'm second guessing myself. But I, I I do think that they wanted a trans woman in the finals. I don't disagree with that. The show does stuff like that. Yeah, 
Um, whether she was going to win or not, or how close she was going to get, I don't know. I think maybe for them, her being in the finals was the win. And then she, and they knew she was really good at lip syncing, so they probably were encouraged by the idea that she would do well with that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I, 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 I don't think it's necessarily out of. Um, out of I can't think of words right now. I don't think it's out of the realm. Yeah, thank you. I don't think it's necessarily a, a crazy thought to think that uh, they peppermint was artificially kept around. But I mean, if you think about it, though, like they needed something to do after Valentino was gone. You know, Valentino sort of forced their hand. Yeah. So, because in, in a perfect world, there probably would have been a top four of Valentino, Trinity, Shay, and Sasha, which yeah. everyone says. And this is actually probably a good example to argue against the format is everyone says, oh, Valentina could have won the whole thing, but not with this format. No, she wouldn't have. I don't know. I don't maybe maybe Shay. But we can see she couldn't lip. She wasn't a very good lip syncer. Yeah. Even though I've seen her in performances, she's not bad uh, when she's prepared. So, okay, but does not not bad doesn't win the crown. No, no, you're right. So uh, I don't know how Valentina would have won in this format. Peppermint would have destroyed her. Trinity would have destroyed her. Sasha would have destroyed her. The only one maybe was Shay. Yeah. You know? And maybe that's why the Shay fans are so upset because there's the one that they stand for is just not a very good lip syncer. But at the yeah. end of the day, and I've said it before, and I've said it for years, this is RuPaul's world and we live in it. And so you can bitch all the, cause they people, you know, it, what happened with this fin- finale is it ruined the, 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 the theories that a lot of people held, which was historically in the past, uh, up until this season, the queen who performed the best during the season was crowned the winner. And for the first time in, in drag race history, that wasn't the case. Shay had the numbers, you know, and she had the numbers to be the winner. And in, in any other season, she would have been the winner. But okay, yeah. So she had she had how many wins? Four. Two and, of them shared with um, Sasha. Okay, so she had two wins on her own. How many wins did Sasha have? Didn't Sasha have one? She had two shared wins, and she never won by herself. She never won by herself. Okay, but you also figure Shay was up for lip sync one time. Hmm. Okay. So that brings it down to where there's still only one, but I feel like there were never necessarily any questionable fashion choices that might have been held against Sasha that were held against Shay. So if you're looking at the numbers, the numbers might have evened out a little bit. Well, then you get a debate about what the numbers are. Here's the deal is, again, at the end of the- You're the one who brought up numbers. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, but what I'm saying, though, is anyone can play with the numbers to a certain point when you're- because uh, people do argue about that. Do, do, do Sasha's two wins not count? It's 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 a whole weird thing. But Joe, you don't understand. <laughs> I know <laughs> we're, we're having echoes. So uh, <laughs> the point is that it's her world. RuPaul can crown, RuPaul can go in there and crown fucking Valentina the winner. Yeah, crown whoever the fuck she wants. It's her fucking goddamn show. It's a talent show. She can crown whoever she wants, however she wants. And we have to accept that. And, and you know what? Stop watching, which none of nobody will. Right. I was going to say that at one point. I'm like, everybody's bitching about it, but they'll all be sitting with their popcorn in the bowl and waiting for season 10 next hour. Well, because ultimately, too, I mean, I guess I can only speak for me, and I, but I, I suspect you agree. At this stage, I know we've argued that the queens don't care if they win or lose. At this stage, 
do you really care who wins or loses? <laughs> like, it to me, it is all about the drama and the lead up to the crown. But at the end of the day, I really don't care who the winner or the loser is. It means it makes no difference to me. Right. I mean, other than the fact that we are doing this show and we have talked about preparing for the show and preparing for Eureka for the live for the interview. My life has kind of moved on since Friday night. Yeah. You know, and it, it, this isn't this isn't the be all end all of my ex- not that it ever was during the season. But I mean, it's not something that I focus a lot of energy on Friday night after I went to bed or when I was laying in bed before I, you know, before I did the live show, the other show. I mean, I was think I couldn't stop thinking about the reunion mm-hmm. or thinking about the finale, and I was replaying it in my head, and it was exciting. But then, over the course of the weekend, it kind of faded away to, you know, other stuff. Other than the fact that we're recording the show, I'll be honest with you. Up until like one p.m. today, I forgot we were recording the show. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, I got to write a script." So, um, yeah, so. Uh, Whatever. Anyway, uh, let's move on. <laughs> well said. Well Thank put. Thank you. Let's move on to the reunion. Now, we're not going to go in depth about the reunion, but I do have a few things to say now that I couldn't say because, you know, but have any other thoughts come up about the reunion since? Um, It's not necessarily a thought. Of, well, it's about the reunion and the – we didn't really talk about the looks from the finale, and I know that's not your favorite thing to do, and we're already an hour in, but – I do want to say two things. One, I thought Nina looked amazing. Nina looked beautiful. And that's not a word I think I've ever used to describe Nina, but I thought she was beautiful. We get it. Your name is Charlie. We don't need the stupid hair thing. We don't need the stupid necklaces. We don't need the stupid dresses that say your name. Your name is fucking Charlie. We get it. Thank you. And that was the looks. Uh, I was. Did you want to talk about the looks at all? Did you have a favorite look of anybody that other than the top four, or even including the top four? No. No. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I'm thinking about the looks right now, and I can barely remember them. And Farah looked great. Farah. Farah really did pretty. look really good. I loved Peppermint's look with the. I thought Valentina looked good too. Valentina, Valentina looked good, but Valentina didn't look like Valentina. She just looked like a pretty drag queen. It didn't look, it didn't feel like it looked like her. And maybe that's because it was the blonde hair. I feel but... that's kind of her new look now. I feel that's the look she's always doing now. Whenever I see her. Um, I'm trying to think. Nina. Alexis's dress was pretty. I loved, and we talked about it with, I loved Eureka's dress. For, Eureka's a big girl, as we know. And that dress, she looked damn sexy in that dress. That fit her in all the right places and hid all the not great places. I mean, she just looked, um, at least on screen, she looked amazing. I don't know how she looked in the live, but I, I really liked Eureka's dress. I thought, I feel like James Mansfield has the same dress that she just has one dress that she wears. Like that's that weird Ugh, white. I said, it before, <laughs> I said it again, she disturbs the fuck out of me. And <laughs> I I can't get over it. Uh, one of the things I wanted to comment with a reunion now that I've seen the finale and, you know, the mm-hmm. reunion is, um, I could tell watching the reunion, I was like, oh, if you just kind of keep your eye on it, like, you can tell Trinity and Shay lost. You know, they filmed the next day. And that Mm -hmm. anger that they're feeling is coming out because they were so extra on the reunion. They were, like, not afraid now. Like, oh, well, what the fuck do I care? You know? Uh, Yeah. 
I'm not going to win this thing. And so I'm going to go in. I'm going to say the things I've been wanting to say the entire time we had this fake Miss uh, Congeniality race, RuPaul's best friend race. Now I don't have anything holding me back, and I'm just going to go in for it. Trinity said mean things about Eureka. She went after... Uh, everybody, she went to Charlie. She said things that she wouldn't usually have said on the show. Well, she did early on in the show. It seems like with Trinity, once Eureka left, her person, Eureka brings something out in Trinity. I don't know what it is, but yeah. her presence does something to Trinity. Uh, and, cause, it, well, we've all got that person in our lives that when they're in, when they're in our immediate space, the competition goes up. Yeah, I feel once. Eureka left, that's when the audience started to fall in love with Trinity, and I feel she softened up a lot once yeah. Eureka left. And now Eureka being on that stage of the reunion, it felt like that brought back a lot of Trinity's, oh, bitch, you know, that, that weird pageant bitchiness came out again. And Shay just seemed really bitter. And from the things you're hearing is that Shay was really bitter about losing. She was really, really upset because she felt... Going into the thing, I have the most wins, and oh shit, I just lost it after one lip sync. Yeah. So I'm hearing like rumors that Shay's pretty bitter. But what you gonna well, do? I I feel like they, the the way that they did this with the lip sync kind of made an argument for I I would say any of those three the the three eliminated queens to be on an all star season to bring them back. It felt very much like you know, like certain queens when they when she goes now sashay away, you think she she she's already forgotten their name before they've turned around. Mm-hmm. Whereas this felt very much like a we want to see more of you on an all stars and hopefully you'll come back. If if Shay is that angry or bitter or remains that angry and bitter, then that might happen. But I could see Shay coming back and doing if not winning an all stars, but doing well. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, those are my thoughts. Those are all the extra thoughts I had in the reunion. Do you have any other extra thoughts? Um, I one thought, and actually, this goes back to the reunion and the finale. And I, I'm assuming you could speak more to this because you were there live. Watching Cynthia walk down the runway felt sad. She seemed to be walking very well. Her carefully. dress is very tight. It was okay. super, super, super tight. Well, I've seen video of them preparing for the preparing for the show where they're all backstage putting on makeup and everything, and she has gotten very, very thin mm-hmm. and looked very, very sick. And as much as I am not a big fan of Cynthia Lee Fontaine, I don't want to see bad things happen to her. And that just felt very – there was something about that that hurt my heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, it, she, she just seemed like she was – struggling and it might have been that it was just the tight dress but i think also the thinness that she's had since she was on the season just it was it was a little jarring to see her that thin but i also know that you had mentioned a couple episodes ago that rumors were that she was not doing well so yeah well hopefully she's doing well cynthia lee fontaine i have no no, i i have nothing but good wishes for you if you listen to the show she doesn't listen to the show no queens listen to the show and you know what taylor I like it like that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I kinda, you think Eureka might not listen? Ah, uh, Eureka doesn't listen. No one listens, Taylor. But you know what? We'll talk about this at the end during the wrap-up thoughts. But anyway, are we okay. done with the reunion? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're looking at me like short of shaking your head yes. Like, are we done with the reunion? No, I just want to move on. Um, 
Taylor, any final thoughts on the entire season? Is there anything we missed this season, this episode, the reunion, the finale, everything? Uh, I... This was not one of my favorite seasons. This was, but it was a, it was an enjoyable season compared to some of the other ones that we've talked about and other ones that we've had. Um, this was definitely a season that I will, there are, there are key things I will remember. And there are a lot of things that I will probably not remember once season 10 starts. Mm-hmm. Like I still think about some of the fights from season eight and I still think of some of the Bob stuff from season eight. I don't know that I'm going to have as much of, a collection of memories for this season as I did for last season, but I love doing the show with you and I like, I no, like we're not there yet. parts. No, I know that. Okay. Well, I'm just, okay. That, 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 that's my, all right, then yes, that, that, and that's my thought. Okay. I, I would say that the show was a very by the number season. Yeah. You know, except for the, you know, the, the sh- they, they, they tightened up the ending, but like, you know, every, and we'll go through this with season 10. We, you know, we'll go through this every season where like up to snatch game, it's kind of like, what is this season? I don't get, I don't know who anybody is. This is boring. Blah, 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 blah. And then snatch game happens and it takes a turn and the queens are to see their eye on the prize and the stakes are raised and the drama builds up up until the end. But then the ends generally, the last couple episodes are generally disappointing because Untucked is boring, and there's not much really going on. You know, it has like a weird curve where it goes up after Snatch Game, then it comes down when you hit the final four, and then now this reunion brought it back up. It used to be just a slog to the crown. Yeah, I will say that that is the ending is very different from previous seasons. I would almost suggest something though that we do for next year when season ten Meet the Queens comes out. I think that. I know in the past that you guys kind of did a fantasy football type thing when uh, you you and our previous co-host, but I almost think that we should each get, we should have a gentleman's bet. Mm -hmm. And rather than say, so that we don't fall into the Trinity trap again, where you and I each pick, if there's 14 queens, you pick seven, I pick seven, and then we just see who actually wins. And then we, maybe we bet each other $10 or something silly like that, but just something that that could be a, just to, rather than because there is part of me that thinks I, I'm almost afraid to go back and listen to the Meet the Queens because just how wrong you and I both were on. Wait, did you, they, on we covered this on the last episode on the episode 12 or 13. I know, but I, 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 them. Well, they kind of started talking about themselves and they sort of forgot about us. So <laughs> I don't know what I said about a lot of the queens. Oh, shade button. I love I love that they talked about us. I love that they talked about the show and that they talked about Drag Race. Mm-hmm. But I just you know yeah, it's okay. We we want to promote their show too. What's the name of their show? I don't remember. <laughs> the rundown. The rundown. The rundown of RuPaul's Drag Race. And what are the names <laughs> of the hosts? Fuck you, um, Eric and Alexander. No, Eric and Anthony. Eric and Anthony. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh God. All right, we have a, uh, we have an email to read. <laughs> okay, am I reading the email? Yeah, why don't you read the email? Okay, and it's from Carlos. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wanted to make sure it was the right one, and it's from Carlos, and he writes, "Hello, Joe and Taylor, 2D Ramsey." Very good, by the way. 
Thinking back to the reunion, I sense Shay came after Charlie, Valentina, and Nina because she blamed them for the finale shift to live lip sync battles. Had these girls delivered solid performances, there would have been little incentive to focus the finale on lip syncs, and Shay would have most certainly won. Strangely, she came after Valentina for the same qualities that were her own downfall, lack of preparation and excessive self-confidence. For upcoming finales, do you think producers will stick with this format? Imagine future scenarios where a Bianca Del Rio type loses to a Darian Lake or Valentina once again loses to her inner saboteur. Will production risk having clear winners fall short or will they just invest more time in coaching and preparing their favorites? As always, a wonderful show and looking forward to next season. Carlos, P.S., Daniel was the one who asked for pick bribes, but here are some new ones. Let me tell y'all something about this. Oh my God, please tell them. He is, this is a word that I don't normally use to describe men. He is adorable. He is super cute. He's somebody that if I was 20 years younger and seen him in a bar, I would have been a smitten kitten. I would have been the creepy stalker guy (laughs) looking at him from the corner because he's super, super cute. Okay, let me chime in here. This guy is so my type, Taylor. <laughs> and I don't... What you, by the way, today, weird, sad turn of events I'm going to mention right now. Today is the actual anniversary of breaking up with Can- Cameron. Is it really? Today is, the, today is the anniversary of breaking up with Cameron, yes. Oh. And um, so Cameron was 20 years younger than I am. And I am not ashamed to say, like, look... I don't mind if Carlos is 20 years... What I'm saying is I don't care if he's 20 years younger than me. This Carlos is so my type. I'm so into this Carlos. Please always send pictures. He is so fucking cute. Oh, my goodness. And he's got a cute cat, too. I didn't even see the cat. There's a cat? Yes. The second picture, there's a cat in the background. A sad, chubby, orange tabby. My drag name. <laughs> sad, orange tabby. <laughs> Sad orange tubby tubby. <sighs> anyway, uh, one, actually, Carlos is going to break us up right now. I completely disagree with you. The producers don't go like, well, Charlie and uh, who? Who was bad Charlie, at lipstick? Charlie, Valentina, and Nina. Well, Nina wasn't bad at lipstick. She was actually quite no, good. No, if anything, Nina was the one that pushed everybody off the show. Yeah, she was actually quite good. She was she she gave up on that lips, last lipstick because she was ready to go home. Yeah, but against Valentina, she was actually holding her own against Valentina, and she actually sent Asha home too, right? I believe so. Yeah. So that bitch, she she could bring it. So um, I feel you're they they want to make good television, and that's fucking great television. They don't really care about the competition as a competition. Yeah. So that's my argument there. But the the argument has come up that this should be the last time that they do it. Uh, you know, Larry Flick, uh, co-host of – not co-host, the host of One and One with Larry Flick on Sirius XM Radio Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105 has told me he liked the episode. I'm going to get more in detail tomorrow on the air. But he liked the episode, yeah. but that he thinks this should be the uh, one-time thing, or they don't, they shouldn't do it every year. What are your thoughts on that? Taylor? Well, it's it's kind of like an All Stars type thing. the 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 twist for All Stars last season, they shouldn't do again. They should come up with some new twist, like they did changing from season one to season two, because 
that you kind of you're going to get a group of queens that are going to audition for 10 that are thinking, well, I'm a lip sync queen. So if I can just stay in the whole time, it doesn't matter what my looks look like or my comedic talent or my acting talent. If I can just turn it out in a lip sync, then I then I'm guaranteed the crown. See, I don't like that argument because what I hope they do it every year because this is the one finale that was not a boring just slog through the reunion finale. Okay, mm-hmm. one. So it actually made the, the finale actually exciting and feel like still a real competition, not just crowning who we knew was going to be the winner anyway. Which, if you think about it, everyone has bitched for the season um, eight. They bitched about this, and they bitched about it. This bitched about it with season seven. Not, I'm sure they did. But at some point, season six, maybe, for sure. Season six and season eight, they were like, oh, we already knew who was going to win the whole time. It was super obvious. This fucking sucks. And then they add something to make it not so obvious who's going to win. They're like, this fucking sucks. The people who were going to obviously win didn't win. It's just, you can't please everybody. Uh, no, I agree with that. But I think, I- I'm not saying that there shouldn't be a twist. And I'm also not saying that there shouldn't be something with for lip syncing as well i mean you know with a lip sync but i mean if it's something where they had to do almost if they took the greatest ball ever and incorporated that into the finale where they had to come up with a couple of looks and they also had to do a lip sync you know mix it up a little bit i agree with you that there should be some sort of twist that it can't go back to that where they she interviews 14 queens for three minutes each and that, that's not going to work. That To go back to that is taking a step backwards. But doing something different, if they go back to the lip sync thing, I think you're going to have people, just like you saw people after, you know, after Bianca won, you saw an increase in the comedy queens or people who thought they were comedy queens. Mm-hmm. You know, Violet Ch- after Violet Chachki wins, you saw people that thought that they were the high fashion queens, that kind of stuff. I, you're going to see... I guarantee you, you're going to see more out there, avant-garde, editorial-type drag next season for all the people that after Sasha won, that they're going to be the ones who apply for it. Maybe not this season, because I'm sure they've already selected the Queens for season 10. But for season 11, if there's a season 11, which I'm sure there will be, you'll start... It's that, you know, well, they won last time, and I I could outdo Sasha. I can outdo Bianca. I can outdo Sharon. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see more of that kind of stuff. Yeah, but here's the deal. So would you say there's anything about people who are like, uh, they're really good at sewing? Oh, well, people are the best sewer, you know? Like, you just know it's going to be, lip syncing is an essential part of this show. I agree. Sewing, lip syncing, acting, singing. You're going to have to do all of those things. And that was the big complaint about Valentina. Like, bitch, you know you have to lip sync on this show. And then be like, ugh. And by the way, someone else pointed out, seasons one through like four or five, all the queens need to, the final queens need to lip sync, the a final lip sync for their life for the crown. There's only been a few seasons, like six, seven, and eight, and maybe even five, five, where the queens didn't have to do a lip sync for the crown, a final lip sync. All the top contenders didn't have to do a lip sync. This is a relatively new thing. And they just, they just turned it into a game. So, I don't know. I'm over. Any other final thoughts in the season, Taylor? <laughs> and the email. Oh, is there anything else in the email that we didn't bring up? Uh, no. He 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 had a comment and he sent us cute pictures. That's all we need. Oh to my know. god, this Carlos is so cute. Got anyway, him. just a reminder. 
Starting this week, we will be slowly posting the RuPaul's Drag Race recap for Season 7, the original season, on our feed. We're trying to consolidate all the episodes, and it's the best way to do it without flooding your podcast inbox. If you've never listened to our Season 7 recaps, please enjoy the very first season of RuPaul's Drag Race recap, the one without Taylor. If you have listened to Season 7... we I guessed on two episodes. Oh, that's true. True. He's, he yeah. does guest star on two episodes. If you have listened to Season 7, we invite you to take a walk down memory lane. Either way, we just want to give you a heads up about what's going to be happening. Yeah. Basically, don't be surprised. Starting this week, we're going to slowly start releasing the Season 7 episodes so that they're part of the entire collection. There's no, if there was a way to do it without you guys getting them, we would do that, but there's no way. So we're going to just parse them out slowly so it doesn't flood your inbox with 14 episodes. Uh, if that's annoying to you, just delete them. Please don't unsubscribe, though. We like yeah. you being a subscriber. And so actually, speaking of, let's talk about the off season. So Taylor and I are going to take about a week off. In early July, we're gonna re- he and I are going to reconnect and satisfy our Patreon rewards. Okay, there are a lot of people who contributed on Patreon and we owe them some rewards for different levels. So if you contributed to Patreon, you should be getting your rewards in July. Once those rewards are fulfilled, Taylor and I are going to start recording the very special Patreon only season of RuPaul's Drag Race recap for RuPaul's Drag Race season six. Okay, the one with Bianca Del Rio and Laganja Estranja and Adore Delano and Courtney Act. We're doing all that. And it should be a lot of fun. Okay. After that season is done, you will start to see one-off specials in the feed. These will include a Golden Girls episode, a fast food episode, and of course, the long-awaited Paris is Burning recap episode. So, don't unsubscribe. There will be more Joe and Taylor in your feed in the near future. Okay? Finally... If you're not a Patreon member yet, this is your last chance to become a patron of our show and get the chance to listen to our very exclusive recap of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 6. To gain access to the exclusive season and all other bonus content, you only need to subscribe at the $1 level. Um, All right, so that's it. Well, that concludes this season of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. I'd like to thank my co-host, Taylor the Latte Boy, and all of the guests. Oh, you know what? Hold on for a second. Let's do this right. So we're not going to have a special mirror moment between the two of us? Oh, do you want one? Go ahead. Because I started to say something, but we're not there to do this yet. (laughs) We're not ready for that. I have enjoyed doing the show with you this season. I have. I think that we tried some new things, and some of them worked, and some of them didn't. But we, it is going to make us stronger than yesterday. <laughs> hmm. and so thank you, thank you for having me on again as your co-host. Now you do all the work. You do, you do the you do the heavy lifting, and I appreciate that. Now prince, my queen, prince, I say. <laughs> uh, no, Taylor, look, here's a deal, and this is not just me saying it. You know, the audience has spoken you know uh they they clearly like us together you know much to the chagrin of uh the people in my life and the people in your life that right now we've spent two hours talking they're like when is this fucking season over (laughs) so we can have our loved ones back in our lives again you know yeah but the point is 
Yeah, look, I love doing the show with you. I would have you do... Look, guys, I would continue doing the show. This guy right here... You know, someone actually wrote in and was like, I don't know if it was on Facebook or Twitter or I don't know where. I don't. You guys all love us, right? But the point is, she was like... She had said, why don't you guys do a recap of the Golden Girls? And I said, look, there's another podcast. It's very successful. It just sort of feels like we would be just gilding the lily, if you will, if we did another podcast about the Golden Girls. And she said, but those people aren't Joe and Taylor. Aww. Did you see this? That's a sweet thing to say. Yes. Yeah. We're still not doing it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. If someone wants to write all the scripts and do all the editing and, and pay us, <laughs> then yes, we'll think about it. But uh, no. So no, I really enjoyed doing it. And so... Uh, well, that concludes this season of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. I'd like to thank my co-host, Taylor the Latte Boy, and all of the guest co-hosts we had this season. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy, Mike Lawson, Jay Ellis, Larry Flick, Rodan, Claudia Maitland-Harris, Joey Boohecker even, Luke Miller, and myself. Sashay away until season 10. And remember, everyone in the audience, if you can't love yourself... By the way, no one hates himself more than me, right? So I should, <laughs> I was thinking about that when I was listening to the interview. I was like, why am I saying this? I, I hate myself so much. Want to know what Taylor the Latte Boy is up to at all times? He has his own podcast called Pod Is My Copilot, available on iTunes and at podismycopilot.com. You can follow him on Twitter at PIMC Taylor and also on Instagram at PIMC Taylor. I have another podcast called Catching Up. It's available on iTunes and at cupodcast.com. You can also catch me recapping RuPaul's Drag Race on One-on-One -on -one with Larry Flick on Sirius XM Radio every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105. Need to see what I'm eating? Follow me on Twitter at Joe Batance. That's J-O-E-B as in boy, E-T-A-N-C-E. -E, and on Instagram at Joe Batance. <laughs>